Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one and will minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things have become new. God is good. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. How many of you have been getting something out of these teachings on giving, sowing, and reaping, and prosperity? I believe, I believe in prosperity. Amen. Some, some churches, it's a dirty word, but I believe in prosperity. Amen. And, you know, we, we can try to water it down, and, you know, of course the Bible talks about sowing and reaping. Some people don't like the word prosperity, so you can kind of water it down maybe and, you know, call it giving or receiving or... But, but it really is prosperity. Amen. That's what it is. It's prosperity. And God wants the church to be prosperous. Amen. He wants the church to be prosperous. There's nothing wrong with having the best. Because the best died for me on Calvary. The very best died for you and I on Calvary. And gave his life. God could have sent a million angels, but He didn't. He sent the very best He had. And that was His only Son. So I figure if that's the way God started this whole thing off, He still has the best for us. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a mansion for you. So we have a mansion. We have a mansion in heaven. Any Pentecostals here this evening? Any Pentecostals? Now, now you remember this song? Lord, build me a cabin in the corner of glory land. Anybody remember that song? Really? Lord, build me a cabin in the corner of glory land. A cabin. Didn't Jesus say, I'm going to go build you a mansion? Oh, God, if you can just give me a cabin and just put it in the corner of glory land. Listen, glory land doesn't have a corner. We are not going to be walking through glory land and then go, oh my. And then suddenly it ends. Like this is a big black hole and, and there's nowhere to go. Are you listening to me? I can get a stinking cabin down here on this earth. Why would I want one in heaven? Now, now look, it'd probably be the best cabin in heaven ever. But, but he said, I'm going to build you a mansion. So why settle for anything less? See, we take those ideas and we bring them down to this earth and we, you know, we think if we can just make it, if we can just pay our bills, if we can just make it, that'll be okay. That's not the way God operates. God's not the God of break even. God's a God that is more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one, the God of plenty. Now, in verse 1 it says, We want to tell you further, brethren, about the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessing of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, arousing in them the desire to give alms. Notice this. The Bible talks about the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessing, or the anointing of God, arousing in them the desire to give alms. See, when the anointing of God comes upon people, the anointing of God starts changing the hearts of people, and then suddenly there's a desire. 
The more we get under the anointing, the more the desire in our heart is to get under more anointing. I want more anointing. I've got to have more of Him. I'm never satisfied with what I've got. Are you listening to me? There's a desire. Listen, if I want to serve God with every fiber of my being, then there's a desire within my heart to do everything that the Word tells me to do. And that starts when it comes to my giving, starts with my tithing, my giving of my alms, my first fruits, whatever it is. Whatever the Bible says, I want to do. I want to do whatever God said. Why? Because that's where the blessing of God comes upon my life. I want to walk in the blessing. I want to walk in the provision that God has for me. And He's given me a roadmap. It's the Bible. It says, for verse 2 says, For in the, in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, the abundance of joy and depth of poverty together have overflowed in a wealth of lavish generosity on their part. For as I can bear witness, they gave according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, and they did it voluntarily. Most Christians don't even give according to their ability, let alone beyond it. Hello? Most Christians' attitude is, gimme, 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 my name's Jimmy, I'll take all you can gimme. That's their attitude. God, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. Why don't you do that, and then he'll do this. You see, listen to me real carefully. The blessing of God does not come upon us without us operating in faith. There's got to be faith. Faith has to be... Faith is an integral part of our walk with God. We've got to have faith in everything we do. And that comes with finances as well. God does not open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing upon us that there's no room enough to receive it or contain it. Malachi chapter 3. If we do not bring our tithe and our offering into the storehouse. You know that's, that, that, that scripture, the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just? I mean, when you mention that in church, everybody gets very excited about that. But that's not for everybody. It's for the just. And I'm not talking about the just, those that just made it to the meeting. I'm talking about the just, those that are justified before God because of their faith and their trust in Him. We have to understand who our source is. God is our source. Man is not our source. The government's not our source. But God is our source. Now, God will use man. But man's not our source. God's our source. Once you know who your source is, then everything else around about you changes. Once you know who your source is, then lack is not a part of your, you know, you're not talking lack. You're not, you're not wondering how we're going to make it, how we're going to do this. You're trusting God. And for many breakthroughs that Ann and I have received over the years, listen, we gave for those breakthroughs. We put seed in the ground and we trusted God for a harvest. Hello. We sow seed and then trust God for the harvest. That's why the harvest is great, because God's involved. Are you all with me? Look at verse 4, it says, Begging us most insistently for the favor and the fellowship of contributing in this ministration for the relief and the support of the saints in Jerusalem. Something happened from then till now. Back then they begged preachers, Please, we, we want to sow into your ministry. We want to sow into the administration of your ministry. Today, ministers are begging people. We're not beggars. We're children of the king. And the king has all the provision we need. As long as we do what God tells us to do, the way God said it, with the right heart and right motive, God doesn't have a problem with wealth coming our way. Hello? 
You only have to approach God in faith, believing, trusting, being a doer of the Word. And God takes care of everything else. Hello? I said God takes care of everything else. Yeah, miss, there are times that we've had our back up against the wall. But you know what? <laughs> we might go through hell, but we always come out the other side victorious. Amen. I tell people, man, I've been to hell and back in our life. We've been to hell and back, but we always come, we always come back. Hello? We never go to hell and then stay there. I've met some people that have been in hell for years, still in hell. Just because you have faith and trust God doesn't mean to say the devil's going to overlook you. Hello? But I can tell you right now, if you have your faith and trust in God and, you, and the Word of God's your foundation, He can try whatever He wants to. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Oh, you listen to me. No weapon formed against you will prosper. We're not people of lack. We're people of substance. Why? Because the greater one lives on the inside of us. The God that created the heavens and the earth is our daddy. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Going down into verse 9, it says, For you are becoming progressively acquainted with recognizing more strongly and clearly. Let me say something about this. I remember, look, we've grown up in church all our life. I mean, we cut our teeth on the pew benches in Pentecostal churches back in South Africa. And I can tell you right now, I didn't understand the message of prosperity at all. I had no clue. I just thought the preacher wanted my money. And so we'd have ministers come from America to South Africa to come preach. And I just thought, man, they just here for money. It's all they here for is money. Hello. But that's very far from the truth. See, the guys that we would sit and listen to actually were trying to instill into the hearts and lives of the believer the word. But I missed it. And so here's what would happen. I'd sit in the meeting and I would get mad at the preacher and then I'd miss the whole meeting because I'm fussing in my pew. I'm fussing about the teaching. Well, all he wants is my money. Listen, I didn't even have any money. I wasn't going to give anyway, so what am I fussing about? Let, let me tell you something, now, and this is the truth. If you fuss about the offering teaching and about sowing and giving and tithing, then you're not doing what the Word tells you to do. If you're a giver and a sower and a tither and you hear this message, you will be rejoicing. You rejoice over the Word because it is confirmation to what you're already doing. Hello. The church should be the most prosperous entity. We should, the body of Christ should be the most prosperous people on the planet. Because of what Jesus has already done for us in Calvary. Somewhere along the line, the devil came along and spun a lie. And then ministers and people picked up on those lies and began to spin it to the people. And basically, it's about money. I've heard ministers get up and say that money is the root of all evil. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. And listen to me real carefully. When you love God more than anything in this world, which is what we do, we will never love money more than God. When we love God more than anything in this world, Money becomes a tool 
to be a blessing to one another. That's what money is. It's to further the kingdom of heaven. But it's never, we're never grabbing the stuff and holding on to it because it's, it's not our God. God is our God. And if the church would just get a revelation of this, God's our source. He's the one that provides for us. And when the Lord says, give and it shall be given unto you, He means when you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. God's going to cause the blessing, His blessing to come upon you. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive Him. You might say, well, I'm struggling financially. Well, put your faith and trust in God. The only time my wife and I have ever struggled in anything is when we don't let God into the situation. But we've learned over the years, let me tell you what, everything we do, God's involved. Hello. We wanted to buy a home down in Tampa, and, and, and God literally shut every door. We couldn't even rent something. I said, Lord, if I can just get a shack under a tree somewhere, a tent, can we pitch a tent somewhere? I mean, we couldn't do any, every door was shut. We put money down on the houses, two hours later, they're calling us back and go, no, we, we can't rent you this because you guys have a German. I'm like, well, you got a problem with Germans? It's a German shepherd, you know, a dog. <laughs> It gets everybody every time, but <laughs> racist. No, so, so they would they'd just send me my money back. I'm like, this German's a great German. You haven't met the German yet. But listen, it's like God shuts every door, and then he doesn't let you go through the door. And so here's what I do. When God starts shutting the doors, I don't force anything. I just wait on the Lord. And then, and then, you know, that fifth wheel came about and God blessed us with the fifth wheel and we hooked it up on the truck and we just hit the road and started ministering and, you know, ended up in Texas. Hello. It says over here, you're becoming progressively acquainted with recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His grace. His kindness, His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. There's those words, spiritual blessing or the anointing. In that though He was so very rich, yet for your sakes He became so very poor. In heaven, of course, Jesus was very rich in heaven. But let me tell you what, when Jesus was down here on this earth, read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, I believe Jesus was very wealthy down here on this earth. I believe Jesus could get anything He wanted. He said, I didn't come down to do my will, but I came down to do the will of him that sent me. And that the will of the Father was that he come, be born of a virgin, and end up on the cross. That was the plan. That was the plan. Go to hell, strip the devil of all his power and authority, take away the keys of hell, death, and the grave, and then be raised from the dead. And now he's seated on the Father's right hand, praying for you and I tonight. That was the plan. And Jesus said, I come to do what God wants me to do. But the man, he walked on water. He turned water into wine. He, you know, we need to pay our taxes. He said, go fishing. Woo, glory to God. You know, feeds 5,000, feeds 4,000. I mean, miracles happened all the time around Jesus. Anytime he needed something, he got it. Even when he needed transportation. 
He said to one of his disciples, go down there and tell that, that man that the master has need of his ass. It's a donkey, brother. Just clarify that point quickly. But the Bible says ass. That's what it says. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Amen. Hello. So the question to me or to everybody is why would Jesus... You know, if he could get somebody else's ass, then why would he keep an ass, feed an ass, take the ass to the vet? I mean, take care of this whole thing. When, when, he, when he needed the donkey, he could get one like that. Amen. See, Jesus on this earth was very wealthy. So where was he poor? Where, if he was wealthy in heaven and on this earth, where was he poor? He was poor on the cross. Because on the cross, he took everybody's sickness, everybody's sin. He took depression upon themselves. He took everybody's pain, anguish. And he took poverty. Because listen to this real carefully. Jesus took everything that the devil would bring against us today. Jesus took it upon himself on the cross so that today we could live free. I mean, that's some good news. That's good news. So listen to this real carefully. The Bible says he, he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor, in order that by his poverty, Bible calls it poverty, in order that by his poverty, you might become enriched or abundantly supplied. So why do we settle for anything less? In order that by his poverty. So listen, on the cross of Calvary, he didn't only take care of your sickness or your sin or your depression or whatever else you have to face. He took care of poverty. In order that by his poverty, you might become enriched or abundantly supplied. See, that's the plan. I said, that's the plan. I said, that's the plan. Abundant provision. Abundant provision. He's already made a way on the cross of Calvary for us to have abundant provision. And we know that we know, if you're a born-again child of God, we know that we know our sins have forgiven us. Come on. I don't care how bad a sinner you were. Forgiven. I don't care what you did before you knew Jesus. Forgiven. Those things that you did before you knew Jesus cannot keep you out of heaven because you are forgiven of those sins. The blood of Jesus has washed you and cleansed you completely. Are you listening to me? That's what he did about the sin. Then the Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Jesus took stripes upon himself so that we, you and I, could live divine health. We could have divine health down here on this earth. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the plan. Amen. That's the plan. So what's the big deal about prosperity? Because you see, salvation carries it all. Amen. Salvation actually covers everything. Salvation actually covers everything, including money, honey. Well, bread, Fred, or dojo, it covers everything. Hello? 
Stop believing the lie of the enemy. Stop believing the lie of the devil. It doesn't matter what the economy says. It doesn't matter about any of that stuff. The blessing of God's not, not based upon the economy. The Word of God's not based upon the economy. The Word of God is based upon the Word of God. God's Word. That's what it is. And His Word doesn't return void. But it accomplishes what it's been sent down to do. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if He's made the promise for provision, then listen to me carefully. Grab a hold of it. Do what the Bible tells you to do. Grab a hold of it and walk in that blessing that Jesus has already paid for you on the cross of Calvary. The work is already done. He's not going to make a way. He's already made it. Amen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.